Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this place I talk about a lot of different aspects of my stay-at-home dad life. Things with my kids, raising my kids, my family, struggles I have, which we all know I have a lot of those, plus a lot of tips that I have, as well as some that I come across. I talk about men's mental and physical health, plus a few other random things that I tend to think about. I come on here and I talk about, so I really hope one of those things in that mixed bag educates, enlightens, entertains you in some fashion. But anyways, thank you for being here today. Thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. All right, so what's going on? I like to ask that here lately. How are you doing? What is going on with you? If you'd actually like to respond, you can go to my Instagram page at stayhomedads underscore podcast and send me a DM and let me know. Are your kids back in school yet? Well, here in Indiana they are. They actually went back, what, August 14th, so it's been a couple of weeks. Bittersweet moment for me. I'm kind of sad, I'll be honest. My oldest daughter, Olivia, she's in third grade now, and my young one, Kennedy, is heading into the big kindy class. She's going into kindergarten. Yeah, man, people say kids grow up fast, and damn, it's true. My kids are nine and six, and that's a kick-ass age, in my opinion. And as dumb as it sounds, the tough days that we wish away and we try to speed past, those will end. When stuff is really hard, you know, we just have to remember that it's temporary. And at a certain point, we will miss those moments. As crazy as that sounds, we will miss those moments. I kind of wish my kids would stay nine and six, almost forever. I would almost say forever, but I know there's going to be more memories and more moments and more cool things the older they get. But this is a cool age. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, it's kind of tough for me. No more kicking it with Kennedy while her older sister goes off to school, you know, just hanging out and doing random stuff and playing and having fun and going to parks all the time. I'll miss those days for sure. I'll miss them. But there is a bright side. Both of my girls absolutely love school. They love it. Elementary is kind of cool that way. Kids really enjoy it. They get to see their friends. They do projects. They learn about things, of course. But it really excites them. You know, they go to the lunchroom. They get to have lunch in this different space that's not at home. They get to do different things that they don't do here at home. And it's kind of too bad that that wanes a little bit the older they get. I mean, I remember being in middle and high school, and I can't remember exactly what point it started for me, but school starts to be a drag. I didn't really care too much about going. I didn't care about learning new things. I just wanted to ride my bike, cruise around town, hang out with some girls, do dumb shit with my friends, you know, that kind of thing. Hopefully that won't be that way with my kids, but time will tell. The other bright side is my responsibility load has lightened. Woohoo! I'm free. I get one kid on the bus in the morning and then I drive the other kid to school about an hour later and I don't see them until they both get off the bus around three o'clock. So it's kind of a crazy time for me. Now this has only been about the second week, so I'm still getting into my routine, which 
I honestly don't know what in the hell that will be yet. I don't know what that looks like. I also thought I was going to have a lot more free time. I don't. I don't have the free time that I thought I had. I feel like every day the past couple of weeks that they've been at school, my days have been just busy, just doing necessities, getting things done until the moment they walk off the bus, whether it's shopping or cleaning or just taking care of my house. I mean, I never thought I was just going to sit around and do nothing for six hours a day while they're gone. That's not really my style, hence why I'm here doing a podcast and I'm doing a YouTube page and I'm doing side hustles and and kind of getting my name out there to the community about, you know, working for myself, like I was doing with that lady with the farm and the barn and all that stuff. But I thought I would have a little more idle time or free time that I need to figure out how to fill up to do other projects on my lists of things Justin wants to do. But like I said, it's just been a lot of taking care of the house, Costco runs, cleaning shit out, minimizing things, just busy work, which I know that'll taper off and... I'll be doing other things, but yeah, right now, these first couple weeks, and maybe that's what it is. Since they're gone, and now I am taking advantage of that free time, and I'm doing a bunch of other things that I normally wouldn't do. So once I get those done, we'll, we'll free up something for me, I guess. I know, why am I sitting here complaining about, I don't have any free time when a lot of people are working, and here I am just doing stuff around my house. I don't know. Maybe I will go get a job, though. Maybe I will find something part-time. Maybe. Maybe I'll go do more student uh, or more school volunteering. Uh, You know, I I don't really know. The world is my oyster, as they say. But I know I'll put some more emphasis here. I know I'll put more emphasis on my family, being present with my wife and kids, try not to multitask so much, be a better version of myself in a way, which I feel like I've kind of been lacking in. So that's kind of my idea. Anyways. All right. That brings me to something I wanted to talk about. I saw it on social media and I wanted to bring it up here. I read a post and it just made me think, maybe judge myself a little bit, but it didn't really piss me off. It just, like I said, it just made me think and think about my own situation. We're all at different stages, we're all doing different things, we're doing different roles, right? Well, this caption on this post on Instagram read, My wife is a high-powered exec, and I'm a house husband. She was recently fired for cheating with a coworker." And then it says, Ask Ellie, which Ellie is some relationship columnist for a newspaper Sounds like one of those jobs that, uh, you know, Kate Hudson had in one of those rom-com movies, something like that. Anyways, at the bottom of the post, the caption by the person that posted it, the the, uh, whatever page, meme page, at the bottom, it said, name at least one thing he did wrong. Now, granted, this post is on a men's Instagram page that posts a lot of pro-masculinity, pro traditional roles, maybe pro manly man type stuff, stuff I kind of enjoy, stuff that I, I agree with a lot of it, you know, being a better and stronger man, stuff like that. So just to give you a little backstory, 
So then I go into the comments, and wow, the comments are kind of wild on this post. Now granted, the post, that's all it said, was that thing I just read. I'm a house husband, my wife is a high-powered exec, she was cheating. That's all it says. So of course a lot of comments were smashing on the house husband, quote-unquote house husband. And that being the problem in itself. And house husband, that's a term I, frankly, kind of find annoying. I don't like it. I would never call myself a house husband. But there were comments raging from the wife must have gotten tired of having this house husband and he wasn't the breadwinner for the family and that's what drove her to cheat. Another comment said, it's easy to guess that she didn't respect him and with expectations not being met and a lack of communication, the place it leads is resentment. Another comment from a woman saying, being a husband means you provide helping with the house, and still having a job. Coming home to a man in an apron is unattractive, she says. And all women want are a man's man, and he didn't stand firm in his manhood. Another comment said women don't want status, they want a man with status. And this guy emboldened her. Which, what's wrong with that? Shouldn't we want to encourage and instill confidence in our wives and if they have a high paying executive job that they enjoy or they like doing that we should be proud of them for that there were also a lot of guys in the comment section that i got the feeling they didn't like a woman out earning them clearly they didn't there were also positive comments too um, there were positive ones about, hey, there's no reason to cheat, and this goes beyond him being a stay-at-home dad, and blah, blah, blah. So there were good comments, but I am highlighting more of the negative ones because, honestly, that's was primarily most of the comments were the, the ones that were bagging on the house husband. Now, seeing that this was a social media post, just a snippet of a story, right, like a lot of things are, I had to find the whole thing. I had to see what all of it was really about. So... I did some digging. I found it. It's actually from the Toronto Star. Damn Canadians, you know, aren't they supposed to be the happiest people on earth? They're not supposed to be cheaters, are they? That's a joke, by the way. Anyways, the deeper story from this house husband goes like this. I'm now handling my divorce. My ex took this high-paying executive job instead of raising our kids and managing the home life. So it means I took on that role. Let's call him Carl from here. There's no names, but let's just call him Carl because Carl's kind of fun. Carl said, sure, these roles are usually flipped around, but him and his wife at the time believed it was possible to change the pigeonholes that determined what partner handles what role. <clears throat> I agree with that. That's fine, right? That's what I'm doing. Carl said he loved the role, spending time with his kids, also while working on himself at home, learning, investing, and actually doing very well. He was sharing his earnings with his spouse. So unlike the social media post, he was an earner while still staying home and taking care of the kids and taking care of the house. So he is bringing in some sort of income. It's interesting how the social media post leaves that out. I'm assuming it's to get more reaction that this guy is just some non-masculine chump that's leeching off his wife and, you know, riding the pine at home. Since, you know, being masculine, I guess, is being the earner for your family. I don't know. Anyways, Carl's wife is now a senior exec, he says, and over time, she starts missing family dinners and other family gatherings, so of course he starts to suspect something. 
Well, that's when it all comes out that she's cheating, and boom, like I mentioned, they're in the divorce process. Oh, also, she was cheating with a coworker, and once the company found out about all this, she was fired from her high flutin exec job. So, bummer. That's kind of the way it goes sometimes. So the reason I bring all this up is not necessarily to understand Carl and his wife's dynamic or the conclusion to their story, because well, I guess we know it, they're getting a divorce, and that's the end of that road. It's more for the reason of figuring out maybe why some people, i.e. the commenters in the post, have such a negative outlook on this man staying home to take care of his kids. Exactly what I do. That's exactly what I do. And if any of you have been listening to my show for a while, you know that I've been doing this for, I don't know, four, four and a half years now. My wife works at a very successful sales job she has. And me, I'm no longer a diesel mechanic like I once was. I stay home with my two girls and and raise them and uh, do the house stuff, do a lot more domestic stuff than I ever did in the past. So, does something like this make a man feel less masculine? Or should it make him feel less masculine? Short answer is no. Do I feel less masculine doing this role in my house? No. I mean, sure, I'm not tearing apart engines and managing people and talking to other people in the company and and delegating duties and getting my hands dirty as much, but I I don't think I feel any less masculine. In my opinion, masculinity encompasses a range of qualities that actually go beyond what is typically talked about. Strength, courage, responsibility, providing for your family. Typically, like the post commenters, in the fashion of making lots of money, right? That's apparently the way a lot of people think that you provide. That's how I usually see it all spun, right? The whole masculinity thing. And then, of course, protecting your family and willing to do whatever it takes to procure their safety and keep them safe. And yes, I totally agree with all of those things. I do. They're great things to do and keep in your mind. But something we need to remember is masculinity is not fixed. It is not unchanging. It's not some hardline set of rules that are completely black and white. There are many other things that in my book can be deemed masculine that may not seem like it from the outside that we all need to maybe take note of. They may fall in line with those other basic things, protecting and providing and being courageous and all that, but I do think they're not what people would typically think about. So in Carl's scenario, the stereotypical roles are reversed, right? Just like in my household. Does this challenge the conventional way to view masculinity tied to the man being the primary breadwinner and the protector? Yeah, it does. And I think that's okay. Masculinity is something that can and does evolve. Sometimes that is hard for others to say. It's even hard for me to say. It seems like people always want progression and to change every norm that we have to something different. And typically... I'm not always about that. Progression isn't always a good thing. I mean, all progression isn't good progression, in my opinion. But in this instance, I think it's something that can be good. Does that make sense? 
masculinity can go beyond being this stoic man that 100% is the provider by killing his nightly dinner and bringing it home to have the wife cook it on the on the fire or in modern times making all the money and provide that way i think we men can provide in different ways far beyond just the protection and the monetary standpoint although i'm all about making money and going out and killing my dinner and dragging it home and butchering it for cooking that sounds badass and I've done that before. I've hunted deer and birds and things and, and done that aspect. I've killed stuff and eaten it. And I've made a decent living working as a mechanic as well. And then working together, being a two-income house, working together with my wife to pay our bills and fix up our home together and do all that stuff. But now my role has changed. It's a little different. Things like bonding and taking care of my children providing a stable place for my kids and wife to come home to, fixing things and doing yard work and keeping our home in good shape. Also doing that domestic stuff, yes, cooking meals and doing some laundry. Also communicating, too, communicating with my spouse and working together with her. So yeah, there are different ways that I think people can be masculine. That's kind of what this is all boiling down to, if you hadn't caught on by now. So here are a few qualities and things that I try to do that I do think fall into one of those masculinity categories, especially in this evolving role today. And I think you could try them out as well, being a stay-at-home parent or not. I think these are all good things to work on. So we're just going to go through a list that I have here and uh, see what we think. First one, being a nurturing caregiver and having emotional intelligence. Taking care of kids' physical and emotional needs with compassion and empathy. Encouraging emotional expression and providing a safe place for our kids to talk about their feelings. Help them develop a healthy emotional awareness. Yes, sometimes I think this new age parent tends to get a little, I don't know, in the weeds on the emotions and the feelings. I mean, my daughter's school has a freaking calming corner, which, I don't know, every time I hear about it, I think it's kind of crazy and ridiculous. But I think there's a way that we can identify certain emotions with our kids, let them feel them, and then figure out how to deal and move on from them in those moments instead of letting them take over our lives and resorting to a calming corner for 30 minutes plus, right? That seems just crazy. We can also challenge the notion that caregiving is only a mother's role, that us dads can be nurturing and express emotions as well. I think that's great to show that to kids, that a dad can be soft and caring. He doesn't always have to be this emotionless being that acts like a grumpy robot all the time and is only capable of a very limited range of things or that he doesn't ever show any emotion. I don't know. It's my thoughts. Next is an effective communicator. Openly discussing needs, concerns, and joys with your spouse. Fostering a strong partnership and mutual support in parenting and life decisions. When parents aren't on the same page, whether it be with how they parent, how they discipline, how they finance and spend money, how they spend their free time, 
even how they maybe eat, that can cause a lot of unintended and unnecessary stress on a relationship or stress on your open communication, right? We've all been there where you're communicating with your spouse and then something happens or something is said and then one shuts down completely and then that just, there goes your communication, it crumbles to nothing. And go ahead and laugh at the eating one, that eating example, but I think it's true. If one person is trying to eat healthy or eat in one way and all the other person wants to do is eat shit and worry about just themselves, then your kids kind of see that, your kids maybe learn from that, and you and your spouse are not on the same page. There's got to be some communication and some cooperation to kind of work together in all aspects. I mean, if I eat every weekend or every day, I'm eating like chicken wings and garbage food all the time, and my wife is trying to eat very healthy and very clean, like that's going to cause tension. That's going to cause a problem. Or if I'm, you know, getting super drunk all the time and my wife isn't and my kids are going to see that stuff, and then that's just, you know what I mean? It's just, call it crazy, but that's, that's what I think. I think it's a part of that communication folder. And if you're not communicating, you're going to get frustrated. And effective communication goes with your kids as well. Being open with them and talking with them and being honest with them. It all goes in there. We don't want our kids to grow up and feel like they can't come and talk to us and communicate with us because they assume that we're going to react a certain way. Next one is, yes, you guessed it, domestic management. Kind of already mentioned this earlier, but organizing and maintaining a household, meal planning, cooking, cleaning shit up, and just ensuring a comfortable living environment for your family. How is this masculine, you may ask? Well, I don't know. Some men may completely just scoff at those things and not even want to do them. Maybe they think that uh, that's a woman's role. And well, I think that's pretty narrow-minded for a person to think that way. I myself, I'd like to show my girls, my kids that, hey, when you meet a guy when you're older, he should be able to do some of these things as well. He should be able to cook and clean and take care of himself, take care of a place that he can be an adult. He doesn't have to act like he's living with his mother. You know what I mean? And we can also demonstrate the importance of shared responsibilities. I don't, I'm not coming on here saying that now that I'm a stay-at-home dad, that I'm taking care of 100% of everything. That's not true at all. My wife and I share a lot of roles. We can show our kids that both partners contribute to our house and our family's well-being. And no, it's not always going to be 50-50. I've heard this before. I've heard people talk about this before, that, oh, it's not 50-50. I'm doing this much more than her. Yes, that's true. There's going to be those times that my wife does a lot more than I do, but then there will be other times where I take care of more on another end, another spectrum of the house. This is going to ebb and flow, and that's okay. It would kind of be a disaster if we tried to make 100% of our marriage and living and responsibilities 50-50. Okay, okay, honey, you pay those five bills, and I'm going to pay these five bills, and you're going to go to the grocery store three and a half times, and I'm going to go three and a half times, and I'm going to cut half of the lawn, and you're going to cut half. You know what? It's just stupid, right? 
All right, the next one is being a supportive partner as well as advocating for self-care. I kind of combined some of these. You know, I was getting them out here and decided to put them together. We can and need to recognize and appreciate our spouse's achievements, whether it's the man appreciating the wife or the wife appreciating the husband, vice versa, both ways, and provide encouragement in their career pursuits. We need to be in their corner. Show them how proud we are when they win, because when they win, we win, right? You're a team. Also actively participate in shared decision-making. I think this is important. This isn't some spousal competition. We're on the same page, or we need to be. Be interested and involved in what they do. This goes both ways, like I said. I think that can be a very masculine trait, being in the know with what's going on with your spouse's job, what they're doing, and what's going on. It also shows that you care. And like I said, with the decision-making, we bought an RV, right? We now sold an RV, but had my wife just run out and said, yeah, I bought this RV and she brings home this, you know, $80,000 truck. I'd be like, what in the hell are you doing? And then, right, we're not on the same page. We're not involving each other in big decision-making. Not saying that one has to get permission from the other, but I think we still need to kind of float these things by each other. Like, hey, I'm thinking about buying a new TV for the upstairs playroom. Uh, I don't, we really don't need it. I know the lines, there's some lines in the TV and it's going fuzzy every now and then, but the kids don't really care. They're the only ones that watch TV up there and it's not really even watched that much. So because we can doesn't mean we should and communicate those things out and talk about them and then come to your decision. Also, yes, we are a team, right? We're very involved with each other, but we also can't forget our self-care. I know I've talked about self-care a lot on here before. It's important. It's very important. We need to prioritize our well-being and mental health as fathers. This sets an example for our children that self-care is essential and important for everyone. Going to the gym, maybe if you want to go golfing, Maybe hobbies in the garage or outside. There are many different things and different versions of this. And even probably involving your kids in some of those things. So it's self-care for you and you're teaching your kids. So kind of a win-win. Lastly is showcasing those other positive masculine traits. Maybe not ones you necessarily would think of, but qualities like integrity, demonstrating you know honesty and moral uprightness in all aspects of life. Responsibility, taking ownership of one's actions. Resilience, facing challenges with courage and determination. Using our setbacks as an opportunity for growth. Adaptability is another one. Being open to changes, sometimes sudden, and embracing those new circumstances. Also confidence. I think a masculine man is a confident man. Having that self-assurance in your abilities while also being open to learning and growing and finding that balance between those two. Not being like an overconfident asshole, but not being sure of yourself, right? All those things transcend traditional notions of masculinity and create a positive impact on our kids' understanding of it. So we can teach all those things to our kids. And if we do those things, what do I say all the time? Our kids are watching us. We can teach it to them as well. Now, as far as Mr. Carl's situation, the house husband, let's call him, right? That's what they were calling him or actually that's what he called himself, his marital issues are like any marital issue. They're complex, right? I think they are much deeper than their reverse gender roles in his relationship. 
While doing that may introduce new dynamics, new bridges to cross, and sure, maybe a few new problems, I don't think it's fair to assume that the lack of perceived masculinity in Carl is the sole reason for her infidelity and their subsequent divorce, right? I just, I don't think. Kind of how those social media comments were assuming on that post. I just don't think that's accurate. There's a lot of other factors that go into it, and I don't really have time to dive into it today. Personal, emotional, communication breakdowns, unmet needs, disconnection, a build of all those things, maybe, can lead to resentment, divorce, and all that stuff. So I think we need to look beyond the surface-level assumptions about gender roles and masculinity here. So, I don't know. What do you think? What is your take? If I had to guess, I would say communication breakdown, resentment from the husband if his wife is gone all the time, and then he slowly becomes distant, right? And with the lack of communication and the growing distance kind of wedging them apart, then the level of intimacy diminishes. And not only physical intimacy, but the emotional aspect there as well. And then when his wife starts getting that type of attention that she would rather desire from her husband, she's getting it from someone else, then that just creates a recipe for disaster. I mean, I don't know. I'm no therapist, but that's just, uh, that's my take. That's my take on this thing. All I'm saying is masculinity is far more nuanced and multifaceted than the traditional stereotype. That's it. And yes, I do agree that the traditional stereotype or meaning is still important. Those aspects we still need to keep in mind and practice. But the meaning of masculinity doesn't have to stop there. It expands in other ways that are just as important. Coming from a father, especially. And honestly, with all my experience and being a stay-at-home dad for the past four and a half years, I've probably gotten a little softer. I've probably chilled out a little bit. My, de- my demeanor has probably changed a little. I'm a little more soft-spoken. I'm a little more patient and probably even a little more caring in certain ways. But does that mean I'm less masculine? I don't think so. I don't. Does supporting my wife and doing some laundry make me less masculine? No. Does being a girl dad and having tea parties and having my girls do my hair make me less masculine? Well, maybe a little bit, but that doesn't mean we can't inject a little manliness into the mix, am I right? One last thing that I wanted to mention to you before I wrap all this up is another post I saw. It says millennial dads are tripling the time spent with their kids compared to their own fathers. It says in 1982, approximately 43% of fathers confessed to never having changed a diaper. However, in recent times, this figure has plummeted to around 3%. Studies indicate that as fathers participate in dressing, diapering, and bathing their infants, the bond between father and child strengthens significantly, especially throughout the kid's life. Furthermore, the research underscores the commitment of millennial fathers to achieve a more balanced sharing of parenting responsibilities within their households. A study conducted in 2017 revealed that that the contemporary fathers dedicate an extra 30 minutes per day to household chores compared to their own fathers. Additionally, they're investing more time in their children than previous generations did. I think that's pretty awesome, and I think I'm proof of that. I think my buddy Andrew that's been on this show before is proof of that, that fathers are starting to maybe learn 
a little bit about how important time is and where they want to allocate that time to. Sure, all of us, men and women, we want to make money. We want to be successful. We want to have our name on the door. But we also want to be there for our kids. We want to raise a complete and solid family unit. We want to see our kids at soccer games. We want to go to the recitals, right? We want to read books to our kids. We want to we want to be there. And I think it's trending in the direction, which I think is a positive direction, and some people may say that it's not a masculine direction, that raising your kids is more important than getting your name on the door or getting the sales award or getting XYZ, whatever it may be. Maybe you're a truck driver. Maybe you decide, hey, you know what? I want to spend more time with my kids and I'm going to do local routes instead of long haul because I want to be home every night and I want to raise my family. Could be something like that. So I think it's trending in that direction. I think that's pretty cool. And I don't know. I just think that's a, that's a positive news there. Anyways, that's about all I have for this episode of Stay Home Dads podcast. I just wanted to discuss masculinity a little bit and some different ways I believe it can be expressed in today's age. This is something, honestly, I will probably talk about more in the future. Hopefully for now, I gave you some interesting takes, some things to think about, some things for you to argue with me about. Either way, let me know. Send me a message. Hop over to my Instagram page. Send me a DM at stayathomedads underscore podcast and let me have it. Let me know what you think. Anyways, thank you again for listening. Thank you again for hanging out with me this week. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye.